1: Hey, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Profanity Nation podcast, where we are most definitely the voice of the professional fan. You can see we're joined here by a guest, Mike Andrade. We're going to go ahead and introduce you in a second. First, Money Mike to my
2: right. How are you feeling? Man, I'm good. I'm good. You know, Warriors and Sits is all I'm saying. Yeah, you're desperate there because nah. Fredo's got you. Hey, Warriors and Sits. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's going to happen. But, but, but it's
1: de- you're definitely more nervous than you thought.
2: Um, You know what? I, I We should have won at five. But we'll win this. We. It's now a a we. we. I know. We. I mean, it's a we now. You said it. You said it. Right now is we against Boston. Whoever could be Boston. (laughs) The (laughs) world (laughs) against Boston.
1: All right. As I said, we have a special guest this week. We've been waiting for this for a while. This is a longtime friend of ours. Mr. Mike Andrade, how
3: are you doing today? Doing pretty well. Thank you guys for inviting me back to the studio. I was on a couple years ago. And to see where you guys are now, it's just amazing. That's you guys awesome. have rocketed. Um, yeah, thanks Thanks for inviting me. It's great to be here. Yeah, yeah man. Absolutely. I'm absolutely. happy to see you
2: back, Appreciate man. It. It's been a while. You know, we hang out over at the South Bay Laker. Uh, yep. see- no games representing and,
3: south bay lakers yeah, yeah absolutely so yeah, south yeah. bay all
2: day okay. glad, glad, glad to see you
1: be back in south weekend. bay all day all right guys so uh of course you know our show so then you know that we always start the show with a segment uh with a gentleman by the name of marco nunez the former head athletic trainer for the los Angeles lakers and now private professional athletic trainer let's go ahead and bring him on right now mr marco nunez how you doing marco everyone doing how's everybody
2: doing today doing Man, really good, good my
1: friend really good re- uh, what do you got for him, money Mike hey
2: so marco you know it, it's going to be a little redundant we this week because um you know it, it, we you know we, we talked about it, you know, this before but um, curry uh he um you know twisted his ankle game uh, game 3 and he came up to the podium and said, hey it ain't that bad um I'm playing uh uh and and he was he looked very confident in saying that um, but tell me, you as an athletic trader, you know that he's going to play game four. Is there too much that you're going to do to try to make sure? Because it was no doubt that he was going to play. But Correct. it seemed like that he knew it wasn't bad. The injury wasn't bad. And I feel like even even if it was bad, he was still going to play. No matter what. No matter what. And he wasn't going to tell us that was bad. So in, in that situation when this playoffs, you know, they, they, this was actually winning. they had to win this game, this, you know, is your mentality like, okay, whatever I, I got to do to get you on the floor at this point, um, you know, just go through that process. Like it's playoffs, like they're kind of depending on you to, to get, get them on the floor, anything legal, right? Yeah. What type of, what type of pressure, <laughs> what, what type of pressure on you as athletic trainer to get somebody on the floor?
4: Correct. so you know to, to be honest i think the pressure is applied to both the uh, the sportsman staff and the athletes especially an athlete like a steph curry type of thing so the the one great advantage of work, about working with athletes that are uh, professional athletes and more, more more specifically athletes that understand their body and had a little bit of a hit of a history of injury they know hey you know what this is not as bad or i can deal with this so at this point it's pretty much just pain tolerance and how to kind of get them out there now, I'm sure the sports medicine staff is trying to working working around the clock with him, trying to reduce swelling, any pain management, make sure he doesn't re-injure anything of that sort. I'd be very surprised if he's even practicing at this point. There's probably no need for him to practice. The point for right now is just to try to get him to play the games, try to keep his pain level as low as possible. And as soon as the game's over, we're starting already working, trying to get him ready for the next game. Game ready, ice, compression, you name it, everything whatever they have at their disposal to try to keep that swelling down try to keep that pain down, try to loosen that that joint to get stiff or that area to get stiff and increase pain. So during the game, because, look, he, he
2: – I, to me, I mean, he balled out. He had 43 points. It didn't look like he had any uh, issues at all. Are you checking uh, with him through the game or are you just waiting to see if he's going to come to you?
4: Well, that's the thing about it, you know, I've talked about this before as far as even as an athletic trainer, you kind of know your, you have to know your personnel. Just like as a basketball player, when you're on the court, you know your personnel. As an athletic trainer, you have to know your personnel. An athlete, like Seth Curry, is one of those things, hey, you know what, I'm not even going to bother you. I'm not going to ask because I know if it's bugging you, you're going to come and ask or or you're going to come talk to me. Or if if I keep bugging him about it, it may put it into his mind and he's in kind of this mindset that I don't even want to bug him type of thing. Now, what I'm looking for is more of his mechanics as he's going up and down. Is he going to probably limp a little? bit? Yes, but if I'm looking for that he's limping way too much or he's compensating and now he's at a higher risk of injury to, you know, knock on wood, let's say it may lead to something more devastating that he may be out next year. That's what I'm kind of looking for. And obviously, at the same time, it is the finals. He needs to be out there, but I'm trying to protect him from himself at the at the bigger picture at the same time.
2: Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, so, I mean, I I knew he was going to play. I I was just wondering about... I have a question. Go ahead. Okay,
1: Marco. There's a player in the NBA
2: (laughs) that... uh,
1: There's a few players in the NBA that are injury-prone, we'll say. Okay? Some in particular. Some some more fragile than others, (laughs) no question. However, however, as a professional basketball player in the NBA, if you're not currently injured should you ever go a period of two months without shooting a basketball
4: if you're not currently injured two months of not shooting a basketball can't
1: davis was filmed <laughs> on cell phone camera saying that he hasn't shot a basketball since i think april 5th and he has been filmed at the club He's been partying. He's been hanging out. We know he's fragile, but he says he has not shot a basketball since April 5th. I'm just curious. Is there any medical reason that we're not aware of that that would be justifiable? Because right now the fans are just absolutely burning.
4: Well, medically, this probably is. Well, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with this, <laughs> as far as the medical aspect. I, I, I'm assuming that the medical physician or a athletic trainer, a sports medicine staff, unless they prescribe to him that hey, do not shoot a basketball for the next two months, and that might be something different, as far as you shooting. Now, from a mental aspect, I don't know whether he's completely overwhelmed. He just wants to stay away from basketball for unless you know for a short for a, for a period of time. I'm hoping and I'm assuming that this two-month period is something that's already pre-planned, I'm hoping. And it's not something that he's too busy partying, that he hasn't had time to shoot a basketball. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say this is something that was pre-planned this offseason for him just to mentally get away from basketball, not shoot anything, and then hopefully come back and completely do a whole reset and be ready to go for the for the upcoming year. Because I know this past season was um, a roller coaster for him, both physically and mentally with all the injuries and stuff like that. So I'm going to give him benefit of the doubt for right now. All right. I got all um, right, but off the record. Put <laughs> off the record. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> of course. And, because and, Buddy Mike. Stop
2: the recording. Stop <laughs> yeah, the recording. Stop the recording. So, yeah, so, so I mean, so Marco, like, I mean, and yeah, we've they, gone up through this before. You know, we have the exit interviews. We, you know, there you there's certain things that you prescribe for a player and 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 you know, to kind of do, we you know he he's able to go out on his own and have his own uh training staff, personal trainer, all that type of stuff. And then, you know, you just, you're you're on Facebook and you see him, you know, partying in the club and dancing around and, you know, does that burn, I mean, as a fan, it
4: burns me up, you know, uh, does that burn you up, you know? traditionally, after the season's over, whether it's finals, whenever you're done, most players, and we, and we I remember we used to shut down the training room, even the, the sportsmen and staff, we used to shut down the training room completely for a uh, one week, unless there was a major injury or something like that that we had to kind of deal with right away. Uh, but traditionally, most athletes would take a week to two weeks off where they will go reset, go vacation, do some R&R, do whatever they need to do. Um, but then after that, they're ready to go, whether they're lifting with their own personal trainer, their own strength coaches, or they're coming to the facility, they're doing something and traditionally, the way it works, you lift and then just go get some shots up. Whether it's some free throws, it may not be anything in, like intensive um, or hard. It may be just kind of get up there and just get some shots up. And that's it. Man, mm. I don't mind you on the yacht. You know what I mean? I don't mind yeah. you see players on the
2: yacht <laughs> They deserve out. that. They you deserve know what that. Mean? Yeah. You know yeah. it, it be, I I don't mind that. But, and yeah. I mean, because see, I'm thinking <laughs> if you over there dancing and moving around and, you know, in the club and, Partying.
1: Hey, dancing yeah. is great exercise. Yeah.
2: You're not, but it, you're 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 putting legal substances in your body <laughs> that is not healthy for athletes. Let's go well, to Mike Andre. I'm not
3: too okay. concerned about it because the great Michael Thompson, uh, from 710 ESPN Lakers announcer, he would always say during his as soon as the off season would start, he wouldn't touch a basketball. During <laughs> the almost the complete offseason, he would go play tennis. He would swim, weight okay, train. Okay, cool. I rock with that. So for me. If Anthony Davis, obviously, with injuries the last couple seasons, if he's in the gym, strength training, doing his cardio, if he's doing other things, you know, I don't really mind that he's not touching a basketball because those things, he needs the priorities for him to be stronger. So with that, like he's not going to forget to learn how to play basketball. As soon as he touches the basketball again, he's going to be a dominant force. I do we... believe he shot 19% from three last
2: year. And, and do we have any videos of him swimming or? Uh, <laughs> well, because we have well, videos like,
3: look, of him partying. Right.
2: I'm <laughs> I'm like what saying. Marco
3: said, we're going to, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he has been in the gym doing things well, yeah. to correct those. All
4: right. Like you mentioned, like Marco mentioned, some, some activities are equi- equivalent to basketball, meaning some footwork, I know some players have done, uh, in the past, I've done some kind of like boxing training, which is great for footwork, agility, and movement. Type Hustle. Thing. Um, yeah. So so they'll have to do something that's out of the, not only out of the ordinary, but something that gets them away from basketball, but they're still doing activity that helps with the conditioning, helps with the footwork, helps with the core. I think I remember Lamar Odom, um, you should box in the off season type of thing because he wanted to get away from basketball. He didn't want to touch a basketball, but he still did some footwork. He did some movements, some body, some core stuff like that. That was kind of like one of the, his favorite things to do during the off season. So for right now, um, I'm gonna give him like to bowl, right? <laughs> this, this podcast is not gonna come fight, you know, bite Anthony in the behind in about you know six six months when he's still <laughs> for we'll see.
2: Yeah, Herschel Walker did ballet. I mean, you it know. Just, just <laughs> a-
4: but it that, is but is.
2: ballet is good for like core training and like yoga kind of. yeah. and yoga and things like that it's not so. great on the toes but yeah yeah
3: <laughs> all right well that's that's cool marco uh, any other
2: questions
1: for marco mike
3: uh yeah so i've been trying to get in shape myself i've been dealing with a nerve issue Ooh. uh what would you recommend as i'm trying to lose weight i'm trying to get back in shape but also to manage uh cytokine nerve
4: so one of the biggest issues for the, the sciatica that you get sciatica is basically sciatica is an impingement of the sciatic nerve. And that's what you get. Um, you want to definitely st- stretch your piriformis muscle. The piriformis muscle is the one that wants right, right behind it. And oftentimes when people have tightness in the piriformis muscle, that kind of co- compresses the nerve and then you, you get a lot of impingement in that area. Second, you want to make sure you have proper um, hip mobility. If your hips are super tight, that's going to create a little bit in there. And then the third and finally, you want to get a nice, strong core stability, meaning not just a nice six pack, but what's called your posterior chain muscles. The muscles are in the back, the multifidus, all those muscles that kind of support your low back, try kind of strengthen that area. So if you want to start with those three um, and then four, if you're going to start working out, maybe try doing some low impact exercise, either bike riding, swimming, anything like that, that you're not going to be pounding on that nerve or on, or on your hip. So try to avoid running, try to avoid anything that you can be kind of uh, bouncing up and down. At least you kind of get you started, get you moving.
2: Hey, I got this electric uh, pulse machine. I got. Oh <laughs> no! He's been trying to dump this tens machine for weeks now.
4: He says it'll really
1: help you. It's, hey, it's a miracle worker, yeah. and it's only what what three hundred you know, ninety-nine. It was like, yeah, it was like 550. Yeah, yeah, it, the price it, has gone great, up mate. each You, put week. On, you feel the pulse, <laughs> and or, you'll lose weight too. Talk to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah wrong, yeah, Marco. Please, please let everybody know the best way to keep <laughs> in touch with what you've got going on, please.
4: Yeah, everybody. If you guys have any questions regarding working out, losing weight. Um, in- injuries, uh, recovering, so feel free to DM me on my Instagram at Marco A. Nunez Seventeen, or please uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel at Evolve Athletic Performance. Thank you, Marco. Awesome. We'll feel free to come with week. me at
3: Twenty Four Hour Fitness. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which one? You tell me. This, which one exactly? There it is. Uh, which one? Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I go to anyone's, you know, differently. Go. So, you we'll know, around, around the area, LA area. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll come we'll, find we'll, you, we'll, Marco.
2: We'll, we'll we'll connect you guys after the show. Yeah, exactly, we'll get you stretching.
3: Thank you very much,
1: Marco. Have a good one. We'll see you next week. Bye. All right, All right, guys. Work. This is great uh, Great info. Um,
3: I was really curious
1: about the Anthony Davis. So really, when you saw that, you didn't think anything
3: about it? I mean, yes. I I just think that, like, right now, it's the time for him to be in the gym. And just I, I think, like, when August, September approaches, yes, you want to be basketball. You want to be training. You want to be shooting. You want to be playing five-on-five you definitely want to get your body back into rhythm playing, you know, NBA basketball. But right now it's June, you know, the finals are still going on. I think for right now, the best thing for him is just to get his body, right. Get those legs, get those knees, ankles, his core, everything, right. Just, and they have to come together of what specifically he needs. I'm not concerned about him picking up a basketball. I'm concerned about his longevity. That's a good point, Money Mike.
1: His his ability to stay on the court has been what's questioned, not his basketball skill, but his ability to stay on the court. Does, you know, does shooting a basketball in two months matter?
2: It, it, it's I'm not I, I agree with him, but not I'm not really worried about shooting a basketball because that's more of a timing thing and, and that's a talent. But you got to get your body right. You know, I mean, my big my big issue with him last last year. Was he got married like a week before training camp was going right, to start? Right, Like I, I really don't understand what his priority is, and I really don't know if he wants to be great. You know, well, like, that's always the question. Yes, right? and, and you know, as a Laker fan and um, just the Lake Laker culture, um, I, you know, everybody here who, that comes on the team should want to be great, mm-hmm. or I don't want you. Like I, I don't, I don't really don't care about your talent so much yeah versus the the desire to be great hard you know, to you know to to be to be the best version of yourself what, to always what, be better what, what would you need
1: to see in anthony davis uh to to make you believe that he's doing that is uh, there anything or just wait and see
3: yeah just wait and see i mean Whoa. the proof is going to be the, the proof is going to be putting during the season you know uh yeah but then it's too late Cause
1: that's like last season. Oh no, it's just preseason. Oh, it's just off season. Oh, it's just this it, I, Laker yeah. fans. I personally, I'm tired of going, it's just, this It's just that personally. I think that, that when you don't, when you have this squad and you didn't even make it to the playoffs, there is no off season.
3: I think, okay. Yes. fans would probably feel a little bit better. Feels posting workout videos and showing a physique. Even Frank Vogel last year, you know, mentioned how he looked buffer and he looked more swole. What did that get into, you know, it resulted into 60 games missed, yep. you know? So uh, I don't know. I think right now the the proof is going to be in the pudding when it comes into uh, March, April, May, June. If he's a, if he's going to be around playing uh, money, he, Mike, the you, proof might be in November. I mean, he's not that that you I know. think there's going to be a little bit he's of not like, exactly. You know, reliable. Obviously, throughout the NBA season, you're going to have injuries, small, minor injuries here and there where they're going to miss. One or two games. I feel it and right now. That's not a concern.
1: I, I'm going to put something. I'm going to put. I'm going to put this out there. I'm just feeling it. I just my my vibe. I'm going to say, and I'm not putting any jinxes, but I I actually don't think Anthony Davis will be ready to start the season.
2: You know. You know what? I'm going to say that I'm, something's
1: going to arise.
2: I'm, I'm going to tell you what my big biggest issue is right now. I'm am here, watching the NBA Finals, and the Celtics are in it. And because I am a Laker fan, it is burning me up because I cannot fathom the Celtics getting 18. Yeah. Right? And I so am... We just tied them. And I am a fan. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody on the Laker team? I'm not talking about James Worthy. I'm not talking about Magic. No, talking I'm not about talking players. about... You know, I'm talking. I'm not talking about Byron Scott, AC Green, all the old school, because I know they feel how I feel, and it burns them up that the freaking Celtics are in the finals and could potentially. Is there anybody on this roster caring about the fact that Boston may, and I mean may, go up to 18? Is there anybody on the Celtics? Right, I'm sorry. Anybody on the Lakers right now that care? about what could possibly happen. No. That's my problem right there. Well, we need to figure out how... We,
1: nobody's taking it personal.
2: Yeah. We need to figure out how to bring that back. When you were a Laker, you, and, and you wearing that purple and gold... And hey, guys, look it. who's
1: here. We got Pat here. Oh, Let's yeah. bring him in. Mr. Stat Pat. Where you at? Are you there, Pat? <laughs> Where are you at? Yeah,
2: Stat Pat. Uh-oh. We
1: lost him. All right. Okay, we'll oh, get man. him back when in in a in? second.
2: But is there any Lakers... You know, because this is what's burning me up. Like I'm doing my best. I'm I'm rooting for the Warriors as much as I can to try to give them as much energy I can as I can. Not because I want the Warriors to win, it's because I need the Celtics to lose. Is there anybody on the Celtics that care?
3: Well, the, the players don't look at it like that. that they what? don't look at it like that. They look at it from a business standpoint. They the players all everybody in the NBA, 450 players in the NBA, don't look at it from a fan base perspective. They look at it if they're a laker this season they can easily be a celtic next season because money and contracts they're not loyal to one team there's really hardly i don't think there's anybody that's loyal to one team anymore you're not going to find the kobe's the dirk nowitzki's tim duncans in this league anymore you're everyone is business you know operated they're gonna take what's best for them and their family either in terms of money or a situation playing time location doesn't Oh, location does matter in a sense. They want to live comfortably. Yeah, but they'll but, switch teams in they, LA or exactly. LeBron, LeBron was quoted saying, "I wouldn't mind go playing with Golden State." you, see, it, <laughs> you it, know. It, it, so it, these
0: guys, it,
3: they're well, not it, looking it, at Scott, it.
1: Pat. How you feeling?
3: I'm doing all right, man.
0: Just uh, actually uh, last day of quarantine, so I'm good. All right, cool. <laughs> <man. clears throat> good to see you,
2: Pat. Yeah, whatever. up? What up? Hey. Good to see you. hey, so Pat, man, you know, uh, you probably overheard us talking. Man, basically, we were saying that there's nobody on this Lakers team right now that want the Warriors to win because they do not want the Celtics to get a championship. Um, But look, I mean, I'm uh, to your point. I'm like what you said. Look, when uh, uh, Rick Rick Fox was a Celtic, when he Mm -hmm. came over and became a Laker, he became a Laker. We we heard. We and, and and now we consider him to be a Laker, right? Not a great right. Laker, but we consider him to be a Laker. We 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 just heard a couple of weeks ago, uh, 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 Andre uh, Drummond. He he was talking about yeah. man, yeah, he, he, he was talking about the culture of the Lakers. He said it's it's something different over there. So why do not these existing players, you know, hate the Celtics? Like you know, shouldn't they at they least weren't,
1: they weren't raised as it Laker doesn't fans. matter.
2: But when you become when you get on the Celtics, you got to... On the Lakers. I'm, I'm sorry. When you get on the Lakers, you got to... Is that ad- what you, adapt expect? To that. Don't do, you expect? Do you, that? I, do you expect- I agree yeah, with that? I agree with Mike in the, in the sense
0: that if you can go to any franchise, and if you just go to, say, the Charlotte Hornets, there's no history with that. So there's nothing tied to it. It's like if you do go to the Lakers or say to get drafted by the Celtics, you know, your natural rival is going to be the Lakers or the Celtics. So you should already know going in that you have a healthy, re- a disrespect for the other team, but you have, a, you know, but you understand what is at stake when you play in the Celtics. That's why Kobe always relished the Celtic games. You know, he never took those games off because he knew the history. He knew what the Lakers were about and what we don't like. And so, the problem right now with our fan base is because it's been infiltrated with a lot of LeBron-only fans. So that gives you where is the, the loyalties are kind of like split because there's the guys that don't want to see Steph Curry win because Steph Curry is tied to LeBron's legacy. So if LeBron has less championships than Steph Curry, then they don't want to see that. But we don't give a damn about that. I don't give a damn if no. Steph wins six championships. No, it's all about the Lakers and the Celtics.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think that's what what it should be. And look, look, here's I'm, the problem: is that
1: uh, most of these players are young, so they didn't grow up with with the the point of reference to that that rivalry even they've heard about it and they watched it secondly all these players who have played on other teams these other teams don't have any rivals who are the wizards rival who are the mavericks rivals they don't have rivals per se not like do. the Lakers do so they really and, and we've lived it our entire life literally since we were born we've lived this rivalry and these players who grew up in other states with other teams this they, they just they don't have a point of reference maybe to grasp so but you know so they're losing it where before there still was the point of reference now there isn't the rick fox <laughs> still
3: had that point of reference but now the malik monks don't well even like i'm 31 years old i i'm almost maybe i'm a little bit older than than some of the guys in the nba now but look at a guy like demar Derozan rosen grew, grew up yep. a big time laker fan kobe fan he was, you know, certainly a part of like, you know, rooting for the Lakers and Celtics and, you know, or, you know, rooting for the Lakers. Him. Yeah. But as soon as they get drafted, it, it becomes business oriented now. No. They're not thinking about it from a fan's perspective. They are thinking about it. Where am I going to, you know, going to play? Where am I going to get paid? That's yeah, the most but important see, thing. But here,
2: this is the reason why I kind of disagree with that. Like, let's let's go to another sport. And Pat, let, and let me know if you agree with me that. You go on the Cowboys, you know the team you're supposed to hate, right? Right. You know, you want know, Eagles, you know the teams you're supposed to hate. You, you, you a Raider, you know the teams you're supposed to hate. Like, and they do that when they're on that team. Why is that culture not moved over? Is to it the fans the that NBA? hold them? A
1: step out, is it the fans that are holding those players
0: accountable to their rivals? I mean, so, so to the point that we we're talking about DeRozan. Like, so if you were born in, in, in Los Angeles and you grew up a Laker fan, you automatically know who your natural rival is. So even if you did, say, you went to, say, Chicago or you're playing with, like, you know, San Antonio Spurs, like, you ought to, you know as a business, however, you know if you do play for the Lakers, then it's a, especially if you're from L.A., you already know what time it is. You know that it literally is about hating the Celtics. Now, about the new generation, look, I mean, the new generation now is a lot of uh, player-centric, like, player fans versus team fans. They don't have team allegiances. Like, LeBron fans go from Cleveland to Miami to Cleveland to the Lakers and, you know, whoever he's going to go with. So it doesn't really matter about what those those fans want because at the end of the day, like you said, Portland, doesn't, Portland natural rival is L.A., but Atlanta Hawks, who is their rival? Well, who's their rival? You, you, you know, who's their rival? You wouldn't even know, right? So do the magic have a rival?
2: Yeah, I don't but, think but so. When you, you know, no, okay. they don't. They don't have a rival. Right? Exactly. So so let me ask you another question. Would you want to be on a team that actually have a rival? Yes. Like, I would
1: think that me? would get your your, like, your juices going a little bit. Right, right. More. But it's it's, it's,
3: a, it's so when like you do join the Lakers, the fans are gonna get hyped for the you know, game against the Celtics. They're going to get hyped for the big games against the rivals. The fans are going to get excited for that, and maybe you know the the players do have a, a personal feeling into one way or another. But at the end of the day, they're going to look at it. This is just another day on the job. This is you, you know. Can. I okay, so like I mean, say I don't understand how
2: you. I mean, I'm sorry to cut you off. I really don't understand how you could do that because when I watch a lakers celtic game, right, and the Lakers win. And then they go to the post game and they got James Worthy smoking the cigar and doing the wordy clap and talking crap to about to, you know, talk to Cedric Maxwell. Like you see it in the post game, you know, and this dude literally is is, is celebrating. And you know that he's doing that. Like once you guys take your shower, you know, the commentary that here, it's, you know, the the, I mean, one thing we always talk about how the Lakers are, a uh, 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 family, right? Kurt Rambis is there. Enough old-school Lakers. The by there. It's enough old-school Lakers, it, yeah. old Lakers to be able to project the type of rivalry that you should have or the dislike you should have for, for these. But for these uh,
3: it's different. This it's different. Back then in the 80s, players did not like each other. If you played on the Pistons, you did not like the Celtics or the Bulls. Why? If you played on the Bulls, you didn't like the uh, the Pistons because that was a natural grown rivalry. The players did not like each other back then. Today, all the players are friends. That they is mean. a problem, and that's something that They're you friends. don't like, Step Hat, uh, uh, Mike, but
1: uh, Step-Hat, is is that a problem, or is it simply player movement that essentially each player played with each other player? Back in the day, you stayed on a team for a long time. That other player stayed on a team. Uh, you know, just like you see you, it gets bitter in a playoff battle over seven games, it can get bitter in battles over seven or eight years when you're on the same team.
0: That grows. Is, is that what what's kind of missing there? Yeah, it, it's, it is. I think that is missing from the product. If you were looking at the, like, we were talking about natural rivals, but just a, 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 a healthy disrespect. Like, we're not trying to get, like, get in. We just want, as fans, we want our players to mirror our, you know, our sentiment. You know, we want those guys to feel like we feel we don't like the Portland Trailblazers. Like, we just don't. But if I see, you know, LeBron and Dame kind of like dapping up, like, that's just what it is now. But you would think that the product, I mean, we're not trying to get into fisticuffs. I'm not trying to take it there. But If you lose, you shouldn't be just be all tummy. You know, if you win, you win and you move on. You lose, you're not going to be tummy with that guy, you know? So, I don't know. I just think that that's what's missing from the sport right now. Just that's what made the 80s and the 90s great. If you think about it.
1: and, and, And that's what made 2004 great. Yes. That's what made that Detroit Pistons team great and we have that now yeah we have a new coaching staff in darvin ham and Rashid wallace let's just go with them right now of course phil handy stayed on which is awesome but we have a coaching staff that i don't think is going to allow us to forget now whether or not it's their rivalry or not they will use whatever they have to
2: to light the fire under these guys Mm -hmm. what do you think mike I think Darwin had an amazing press conference. I mean, I think, you know, <laughs> I, I, I look, I'm hyped up, I'm ready. You know what I mean? If he does 75% of what he said in that press conference, we're gonna have a successful season. Mm-hmm. If Rashid Wallace, okay, we're well, cool. We got Rasheed Wallace. Hey, Rashid got tets different ways, right? Right, she's got te- technical fi- files. Be- not because he was fighting with people. It was all passion. It, it, his, Thank you. His, it, it was passion. Why he you. had a had a beautiful game. I hated him because of his yeah. game. But he got technical fouls because of his passion. And the ref didn't like this passion. If this dude could go and literally be assigned to A D, you know, be assigned to him. I just, that's that's his job. Your job is to make Anthony Davis like me. Oh, yeah. Teach, teach Anthony Davis some passion, not how to do the electric slide in a club. They <laughs> to <laughs> teach him some passion. That's true. Man, look, I, I, I mean, that's my assignment. Darvin Ham, tell Rasheed Wallace that his only responsibility on the team is to put that passion in AD. AD got the talent. I love his game, but he got to get that passion. If that happens, hey, you know what? We go, we'll we be at the finals next year.
3: How are you feeling about it? I'm feeling great. I think accountability. Uh, one thing that you saw last season with Frank Vogel is, yes, he said that he was going to hold the players accountable, but the team turned on him. You know, there wasn't really any accountability with LeBron. Um, LeBron, he's his own ignima in himself, you know, so he kind of dictates what he, what he wants to do. Um, but with this coaching staff, I think that, with Darvin Ham, I mean, just his background alone, you know, being shot in the face. And he said in the press conference, when that when you go through something like that, it either makes you fearful or fearless. So this guy is obviously fear fearless. So he's not concerned with the pressure in L.A. right now. You know, as much as it's going to be. Yeah, he's he not called concerned. It a challenge. Yeah, Man, this is just a challenge. It's, a, it's a challenge. I ain't scared. So he's not concerned with the pressure of coaching LeBron. Frank Vogel was. And other coaches, Luke Walton was. Right. You know, but this guy, you can see it in him. He's taking this as a as a not a small challenge, but as you know, professional challenge for him to steer this team right. And so, with LeBron and aging LeBron, with AD and all that, with the way with the whole Russell Westbrook you know saga as it continues, you're gonna you're gonna see him finally uh, put some structure back in the team. So I think it's gonna be great. Obviously, you know, we still have holes to fill in this team, but it's a great start that we finally chose a coach that he knows what he's doing. Frank Vogel, he knew, I mean, he knew defense, you know, he knew basketball, but also like I being able to get the guys to, to buy in. That's so important, you know, and just being able to get LeBron's in his ear, having Rashid Wallace being able to, like you said, just being able to light a fire under Anthony Davis's ass, you know, you got to be able to do those things. You know, what are we, what are we looking for then? Uh, we're, l- 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 no, no, no. Let's just say we're, we're in, <laughs> we're in the game.
1: but, but <laughs> we before we get there, before what, we get there, what are, uh, what are we looking for? Five games in, okay. The Lakers are down 12 in the third. Are we looking for some sort of, come on, you know, what no, are we looking for? I'm looking for, yeah. I'm looking for,
0: we're looking for that. We're looking for that. We're looking for fight. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. what we're looking for. We're looking for fight. And 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 it because remember like pretty much the most of the year was or most of last season was you would look at the TV and you can go and it's the game start and then you would go and get something to drink and then all of a sudden the Lakers down by 20 in the first quarter they down by yep. 20. Yep. And it was most of the games they were down by 20. So yep. at the first at if at, at, at the beginning of it all we need to have fight. We need to have these guys be able to go ahead and show some kind of fight that they're not going to try to take, blowing, getting blown out. Secondly, I think what we need to see is we need to see how everyone knows their assignment. It's too many times when we're looking at offense or defense where we're like, what are we doing? We don't know if we're doing good on offense. We don't know what the offense, what they're running. We don't know what kind of defense they're running so no we, want, we want to see some structure we want to see some fight the wins and losses will come of course mike saying we need want a championship of course that goes without saying but we need to see like progression and i think once we see some fight when we see it actually be like more of a grassroots not like instant coffee kind of like kind of changes once we start seeing it match you know like naturally go ahead and like progress we're going to be satisfied i think we we with Seed and ham and handy you got no punks allowed man pretty much uh, the, the coaching staff like no punks allowed you know what you're getting right now you're getting and ain't nobody getting punked westbrook's act is not going to punk you're not going to punk the you no. know, Ham. Yeah, excuse me. You're not gonna I, do I that.
1: get the feeling that Ham is going to take losses personally, and if you're not putting out the effort, he's going to say, "Hey, this is my coaching record on the line." He, I, I yeah, I would he bench uh, an all star player. I don't know, but um, I, I think that he would be more likely to do it than Vogel was. That's for sure.
2: Look, he needs to. He needs to not allow LeBron to leave two minutes before the game was over. I even mean, you know, they lost. So, I think it's a bad look. Okay, so I so, think he needs to say, yeah, you scored 30 points, man, but you ain't got no fouls. Can you play some defense? Maybe Maybe he needs you to know. come out
1: like he would on the playground. Does he need to come out and just punk the biggest guy <laughs> right out there and just the first time LeBron does something wrong, just bench his ass and just show everyone that he's willing
0: to do it and prove yeah. the point? Stat? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you did that, the problem with that, though, is you have to be consistent with that because even if you did it one time, then you know, what's going to happen after the game, you know, plus sports going to come call you, you're going to have to talk about why LeBron got bent. We need to go ahead. So you need to be pretty much consistent with your, uh, because really remember we talking about what we said, what the saying is now facts over feelings. Yep. Right. So we're basically looking at the, 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 score or we're looking at the play, like literally LeBron, you had corner three defense. However, you are under the goal looking for the rebound. Your man in the corner hit the three. I need you to get out there. If you're fighting that, then we have a problem. That's what I'm talking about. Be consistent because your assignments are your assignments. It doesn't matter who you are as a person. Your assignment is your assignment. And the only way we're going to get better is everybody pulling at the same weight. we pulling the same way. So, yeah. If he does it one time, he cannot do it one, only once. It has to be more. It has to be consistent. It has to be all across the board. You got to give something to AD. D, gotta yeah, give with, with to each player. got to give it to everybody. But first you start with LeBron. and Let people know you mean business.
2: Would you
1: be open to seeing that?
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it would definitely send shockwaves around, you know, if, if you were to bench LeBron, you know, for not playing defense. And like what Pat was saying, like consistency, consistency has to be number one like we saw far too many times last season especially in the early part of the season uh frank vogel's lineups were just all over the place you didn't know consistency yeah very inconsistent why were we starting deandre jordan why were you know these guys in and out of the lineup yeah players would disappear yes exactly the lineups have to be consistent no matter injuries or not the lineups have to be consistent and there has to be a rhyme and a reason why these guys are playing and they have to know because, you know, in, in, in ballgames, we've
1: talked to a lot of players, Mike. We've talked yeah. to a lot of ball players. We've talked to professionals. We've talked to streetball. And consistently knowing when they're getting in the game, knowing when they're going to taste. That, that has a lot to do with their mental game preparedness. And, you know, they prepare differently if they're starting versus coming mm-hmm. off the bench it's a whole different mental preparedness yeah. so uh you know not knowing if you're even going to play that day or you may get in at this point that, that's really tough on on these professional players yeah. and i just don't think it bodes well for the end of the season
3: right and not only the starting lineup but like who's closing games as well yeah, yeah. all of it yeah exactly yeah. all so, of it yeah, just, of it.
2: yeah so just, look, yeah like i said man darwin ham you know great press conference i need you to do what you say you're gonna do i uh, hold everybody accountable we need to be able to at least, at minimum, it is not a successful season unless we make it to the Western Conference Finals with the, With this town, on this roster, yeah, yeah I, I have mean, to agree we, to that. we it just is. We don't have to win a championship. Things happen, but we at least have to be a contender, and Man. there has to be hope. I agree. <laughs> you know I agree, I mean?
1: but but hope going into the next season yeah, as well. Right. All right, let's move on, guys. Let's move on. We do have the NBA Finals going on right now. Uh, this I'm is, loving it. Th- yeah, this has been a. Fun series. I got to yeah. tell you, this has really mm-hmm. been fun. Of course, it's the Celtics versus the Golden State Warriors, and it is knotted at two and two. And I, I mean, I haven't seen a finals like this in a while. I'm really enjoying it. It's going back and forth. Uh, they are starting to get a little bit heated there, out there a little bit. I'm uh, loving it. Yeah. What, what are you seeing, Mike?
2: Man, I, listen, first of all, limited, all
1: bets aside and so forth, all, just all, quality, all quality, saw, quality of all the
2: game. All bets aside, I love how these two teams were constructed. They, were, they weren't constructed by the homies coming, the homies, yep. the team up. They, they literally came through the draft. You know, both of them constructed the same way. I'm going to get Curry. Then I'm going to get Clay Thompson. I'm going to get Tatum. Then I'm going to get Brown. Like, you know, they put together a team both sides by the GMs. How, the old school way, they're, they're going neck and neck. They have their strengths. You know, the Celtics are a little bigger of a team uh um the the uh warriors are you know they shoot they're smaller more finesse. they you know they're more offensive they have to get a little bit more physical you know with them uh i, I you know celtics they just like to cheat you know what i mean like it's it's the mm-hmm. uh, you know again this is why every team should hate the celtics like they this is they're not you know, all boston teams all, what are you talking all, every, about every boston team there every boston team whether it's mlb uh, NFL the or the basket's NBA. too tall, like, the, the ball's inflated. Yeah, yeah, we just randomly. It's Boston, everybody. Listen, hey. if, if there's no, i i I regress, I apologize, <laughs> no. but I'm just saying, if if you ain't got no rival, it is okay to hate Boston, right? For what they do. I mean, they <laughs> they if you're a
1: sport fan in any sport, sport fan, you probably hate Boston you, if you're you, not from Boston. Yeah, right. you,
2: you have to hate Boston. Is it unfair for me to say that,
3: Mike? No. To quote Showtime, HBO, F-Boston. F-Boston. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, I love what I'm seeing right now. It's the battle of attrition, you know? So who who's going to stay healthy? Who's going to come out on top? Um, man, it's been back and forth. I think for Golden State right now, it's just a matter of them um, being able to f- dig with, Deep within Klay um, Thompson, he has to find it somehow, some way, for them to win the championship. Because Steph Curry, I don't know if he can pull off another two or three, uh, you know, 30 or 40-point games. He can. He Ste- totally can. Step hat. Every once in a
1: while, the NBA circles back around. And you get back to core abilities and, and uh core uh, values that win and that happened in 2004 with detroit it was just hard work and defense then you get these flashy teams out there like golden state and one says oh i need shooters we need to shoot as much as possible we need to do this and then there's a team that comes around and reminds you that good defense beats great offense every time if it's consistent is that what boston's doing right
0: now so, Boston was – okay, so what I – Boston did does have the blueprint, right? He's, like you said, right? Good defense, you know, is really good against good offense. Um, and I was telling Mike, you know, pretty much this reminded me a lot of the 2004, just like you said, championship. It just reminded me of that because it felt like, you know, the, you know just like we were the flashy team coming there and then the Detroit Pistons just had that answer for us. I thought that the Celtics were like that. However, something happened in the last game. And when you think about championship medal, when you think about the, the, the you know, you having the experience in the finals, it showed itself again in these finals because they knew what was at stake. Everyone in that building knew what was at stake. If Boston went up 3-1, the series is essentially over. Golden State knew that we have to win this game. So if I know that you need to win and I need to win, now we need to go out there and do it. We talk about how Steph didn't have the the help, but he pulled it out. And now that he did that, you're I don't know about Boston going to be able to just go in and get another game in Golden State because they were playing with house money before, and now they're in a dogfight. Now Golden State has life. And if Golden State wins Game three, Game Five, they're going to go into Game Six with all the confidence in the world. So it could have been a series, a short series for Celtics. But right now, I don't know. I think now because we're talking about Clay hasn't had a really good game, and if Draymond Green ever have a 16-point, 12, 12 rebound game, this series is over. So yes, it's 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 the good defense is coming up, but. I think they missed a, a a big opportunity to put the stranglehold on this series, and they're going to pay for it.
1: Money Mike, is it the championship uh, pedigree that's coming through right now?
2: Man, look, I'm loving it. I mean, uh, that whole game. I mean, that whole game I watched. Uh, it didn't matter what was going on. Curry put that team on their back. He said, "Look, I'm gonna keep us in the game, and I just need a few." And Wiggins is is is, is coming in and making those key plays. But I know Wiggins could play better. I know Klay Thompson could play better. Jordan I don't Poole. know if Draymond could play better. What like, about Poole? <laughs> Poole, I know Poole could play better. <laughs> Gary Payton, I think he could play better. And he made a, he made a lot of key defensive uh, stops and steals that 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 impacted. I don't think the Celtics could play any better. So uh, uh, and I love that Kirk bench Draymond because I was tired of Draymond being out there because he was not being effective offensively uh, he, he wasn't been offensive offensively uh defensively he still was trying to get people and in, in getting people ahead i need him to play basketball stop trying to intimidate right now and play basketball uh he still makes the smart plays as far as the passing and all that stuff don't shoot get some rebounds play some defense Draymond. that's all i need for
1: hey uh, um mike to my left is that exactly what we're talking about from Darvin Ham? Is the, the, uh, to bench yeah. Draymond when he's not playing that yeah. well and he's yeah. one of your stars? That's exactly what that you need, for,
3: right? Yeah. Whatever you feel, uh, that's going to get the best out of players for them to produce the best. If you, if benching a guy and making them sit on the pine and making them realize, holy crap, he just benched me, I'm not playing right now. If that's what it takes to get the best out of a player, then the, co- like, the coach needs to do it. He has the power to do it then you know like he, there it can't be any politics there you know you can't be you can't just be like oh you know we're, i'm gonna leave him in because you know i love the guy we've been through Ooh. so much you know you have to be able to put that aside and do what's best for the team you know um, sports
1: are what have you done for me lately not what you did yeah, for me right. before
3: and i think uh with draymond i i don't know why he's still doing this podcast You know i think that's that's number one like no matter what like you look how Focus. look how the the like what you guys do for this podcast, all the prep, the setup, everything. Granted, he has people helping him out with that stuff, Doesn't but... Matter.
1: It's still on your mind. It's
3: still on your mind. You know, the the game, yeah, maybe, you know, he's telling people like, that's number one, all I'm thinking about right now, but is it really? When you're performing like that? You know?
2: Mm-hmm. I don't even like him beating him with Barkley, even though it's funny to say Yeah. That.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think um with this series, I think it's really going to come down to, can the Warriors... You know can they dig deep within themselves yes. to finish it off? Yes. Um uh, in sits. But, but at the same time, we haven't Shout seen Jason Tatum in this series. Yeah. yeah, he hasn't played well. Yeah, but
2: <clears throat> I, I don't think that's really gonna matter. If 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 we get Wiggins to step it up a notch and then Clay to be about 75% of what he is, we win. I mean the Warriors win.
3: Yeah.
1: I don't think all of a sudden Clay is gonna become 75% of what he is this year. That
2: what's that? You you think Clay? Do you it, think Clay's going to be, gonna be a result?
1: important? He he had some some timely shots in the last game, but in no way was he,
2: you know.
0: But if that. you look at Clay's misses, if you really looked at those misses, those were not like a person that. Damn, he ain't got it no more. Like those were going down and coming out. Like they were in. Those were good looks, and he was just missing shots. That guy is so combustible that I can't even like if he miss that's why he's shooting so much. Because he knows. If he he's a guy that can get thirty points in a quarter. And remember, he's the only took six dribbles guy. You know, that guy. You know what I'm saying? So he's gonna get his points if he's on. If that happens, it's a wrap. And we know that. The thing about um Draymond Green, I think Draymond is is his I mean, we talk about legacy and we throw that a, that word around a lot, especially when it comes to LeBron, comes to Steph, comes to like teams in general. When it comes to Draymond in general and the fact that he had this bravado and were able to talk to the legends as if these legends were not ten times the player he was after this final performance, bruh, not gonna be able to talk to Barkley like that, which is, well, you know, you can't be doing that. <laughs> can't do that anymore. You see what I'm saying? Like you can't talk that and then have a performance you're having right now when you score two points, round, three rounds, uh, three, I think, uh, four rebounds and three assists. Mm-hmm. You can't do that and talk to Barkley like right, he ain't got mm-hmm. no rings
4: like games, you but... on
0: his level. Mm-hmm. Barkley would, if Barkley was on that team, it would be a sweep, straight up. So we know that. So we know what kind of player he is. So Draymond, to me, I'm looking at him like, bro. I don't think you could talk like that no more, man. You, your podcast is good, but it's not it's not the same podcast anymore, as far as I'm concerned.
3: You know. <laughs> it's, it's I, not-
1: love it. I love it. I see I, I, I love it when things come around with the loud players that aren't all star or just top five player in the league currently and they talk so much smack the you know the patrick beverly's and such yeah um those guys really just piss me off but and draymond's right in there he is uh you know you put him on any other team and he disappears into nowhere any other team put him anywhere any other team. put him on the lakers he's gone he disappears there's any other team he's gone so he's just lucky um, by uh, matter of circumstance, and and he just needs to kind of yeah, sit there and be he,
2: thankful. He definitely is a system player. Like he he worked in the system of um the the Warriors because they had great shooters. Um, and we everybody know that Curry is a liability on defense, and he was able to pick up the slack on that a little along with, along with Iggy and uh, Javale McGee. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you know Iggy's hurt, and Javale McGee. And they have no big man now, and this dude is is literally. Well, they have Looney, yes, but he's getting. I think he's getting exposed Exposed a little bit, you know, uh, by a lot of stuff uh, Mm -hmm. because he's just not. And then, like that dude is shooting three pointers, like I shoot three pointers, (laughs) and and none of mine go in. So, and his, but I think mine actually hit the. Back in rim sometimes, or oh, at least the hitting. backboard
1: too. <laughs> he's the backboard.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: He, he hasn't shot very Man, well. He hasn't has played very well, well.
2: But he hasn't uh, uh <laughs> down at all. That's for sure. I mean, he's not every once in a while. You you know, like two years, two three years ago, if Draymond got the ball, you it was like. You, 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 it, it, it might go in like it ain't going in there no. it's not all right
1: we're we're gonna move on really quick guys there there's other news uh within the professional basketball world. And this would be coming out of the WNBA in our lesson, our Los Angeles Sparks. Guys, our nah, boy nah, Derek nah. Fisher oh, nah, nah, has been nah, nah. fired. Hey, hey, President, hey. coach. It's all gone. Candace Parker is sitting there going, damn, I would have stayed if you did this last nah, year.
2: Nah, My,
0: um, real. Uh what do you think <laughs> about that step hat? Um, rightfully so. Um you know, I mean, we know about Derrick Fisher the player. We love Derrick Fisher the player. Derek Fisher after the after after playing basketball where the Lakers have made a whole bunch of blunders. I'm not even gonna go into his personal life. You know, that's how what yep. that was, but him coaching the Knicks and him coaching the Lake I mean the, the Sparks, it just he's just not a good coach. He's just not a good coach. And 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 it shows where his you can't be at that authoritative and not have any results with your your game plan. That's what's wrong with what he was. He was trying to be authoritative and trying to be hard-nosed. And literally, all he did was just drive players away. So, you know, once Candace Parker left, you know, it was a, it was a red flag at that point. And she said, never left the building. That's like letting Kobe leave. Like, there's no way she's she, 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 she And left.
1: to have her go off and win.
0: Yeah, and win a championship. Like, are you serious? It's almost like when Shaq did that with Miami. Like, you're like, like you know, like, are you serious? Yeah, it
2: It
0: hurts. hurts. So yeah, he had to go.
2: Money. Look, the fact that you said what a year prior that Candace Parker was washed up and done, and she went off the team and got a championship definitely means that he has to go. Uh, The 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 fact that. They got Liz Cambridge, Cambridge. my apologies. And she's underperforming. She's, well, she's underperforming. She was supposed to be like, you know, the new one coming in town and and the savior. And they were like 0-3 or 0-4 in the beginning. They're 5-7 right now. I mean, they're losing by like 20. I mean, they're convincing. These are convincing losses. Like, like they never really were in the game. I went and saw Cambridge play and Mm -hmm. I was very, very not impressed. I mean, she wasn't getting down the floor. Um, She wasn't getting rebounds. She's not very athletic. Is that, is that her not being, or is that, or is that Dara Fisher not coaching, pushing her to be, Um, I think he's, I think the culture, of the sparks though uh as a whole was affected by um by Derek, and i'm happy that you no know, that there that is he's, he's gone so that way they could start something mike, new
1: mike have you uh do you watch the sparks
3: at all to get a chance to keep up with them well yeah you know um i'm not really too much into the wnba but you know it, like we said with draymond um I'll, it's kind of it circles around you know like you said draymond's a, a system guy right and then what you see is a lot of times with these coaches like Derek Fisher, like what we saw with Luke Walton, when he was the Lakers coach, maybe sometimes these guys are system guys that were excellent in these systems. Like Derek Fisher was, you know, excellent in the triangle system. True. Right. When he brought, tried to bring it to New York with the Knicks, it just, it didn't fit well, you know, with these younger guys, you know? So now he's trying to bring it with the, with the sparks. It didn't fit well, fit well with these younger Even when he left
1: 80s. and played with golden state and Utah. It, right he wasn't as good
3: right exactly yeah so you know with luke walton when yep. he was the lakers coach he was great within that system of the triangle with phil jackson then when he went to golden state was assistant over there was great within you know assistant coach but that was that system it when they try to bring it into trying to make it fit into other you know places it sometimes it's just trying to you know put a square into a round hole you know it's not going to fit and with these like we saw with Derek fisher you know Uh, Sometimes I think, you know, like not that these guys don't know basketball, because of course they know basketball. They know it better than mostly anybody, you know, but coaching at that level may not have been the best fit for him. You know, I think sometimes what you need to see is, yes, maybe like you were a professional athlete, but that doesn't mean you, you know, are fit to coach a professional team you know
1: no that's for sure not all players could be coaches and definitely not all players can be GMs there's no question about that that we've seen time and time again right no question yeah so
3: if he started like if Derek Fisher started you know coaching you know like a smaller college team then when you know coached UCLA or any other Mm -hmm. collegiate team that would give him the experience he needed you know to coach at the professional level because it's different playing you know, yep. rather into coaching. It's two completely different career paths, and you Don't know, argue with that. So, you know, I think what you're seeing right now is Derek Fisher was a great player in that system. You know, and we love him for it, but it's totally another ball game when you're trying to coach at a professional team, and it's also generational too. Like, you're not gonna, you know, sometimes just like it's when you work with coworkers, you know, when you're working with different people, you're not gonna get along with everybody. No, never. You know, so generational, you know, uh, people they clash. You know, so trying to, trying to you know, teach what you've learned over the years to younger people. Sometimes they may not be able to listening to it, and it just causes they it for, close. yeah. They so. close
1: their ears. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, if you watch the show like we know you do, then you all know that we like to finish the show with a segment we call Money Mike's Out of Bounds. Money Mike over here, he's going to share his thoughts or opinions on a topic, and it's simple. He just wants to know, are his thoughts, opinions, are they inbounds? We're out of bounds. Money, Mike. You got the mic.
2: So look, this is not out of bounds. This is actually a public service announcement. uh huh. Okay. Y'all agree. I know I'm going to have 100 percent This is a public service announcement. I'm, I'm going to do this a shout out to Fredo. Okay. Right. But and the reason why I said I'm going to talk about this on my show, because after the Warriors won, I went to Wingstop. And when I went to Wingstop, they were talking about the game. And the guy said that he was a Laker fan and he was rooting for the Celtics. And I went off. I said, you are not a true Laker fan if you ever root for the Celtics. We discussed it earlier. We discussed it earlier. So I'm making a public announcement to everybody and I want you guys to go and make my point more valid. If you at any time decide that you want to root for the Celtics for any reason at all. There is no valid reason for you to root for the Celtics if you claim to be a Laker fan. So I'm telling you guys right now, this is on me, and where, where the camera at, I want to make sure I am looking straight. If you root for the Celtics, you are not a Laker fan. In
1: any In manner. any way. All right, forward. let's start with our guest here. Mike Andrade, is is Money Mike inbounds or is he out of bounds?
3: He's 100% inbounds. As okay. a Laker fan, you bleed purple and gold. And the one thing you don't do is you don't own any green except for your money. Right. You don't, you don't right. root for Boston under any circumstances. That's right. right. Now the finals are going on. I want to call the Lakers. I'm sorry. I want to call the Warriors Lakers North. Right. So you're rooting, you're rooting for the Warriors to win. Not only because they're playing Boston, but it's California, okay? You know, so it's a California, it's a West versus East thing. But especially, you want to root for the Warriors because they're playing Boston. You do not want to see Boston win under any circumstances. One, because it's the rivalry, but we're tied with Boston. You know, seventeen championships all. So if they win, they have those bragging rights again. We don't want to see that. No stat, Pat. Inbounds or out of bounds.
0: inbounds, man. He's not saying anything but facts. Like I told you earlier in the segment, um, when it comes to now, you have a lot of Laker fans right now are LeBron fans first and then Laker fans second. The only reason why they're going for the Celtics is because they don't want to see Steph Curry win. I don't give a damn about Steph Curry winning. I really don't give a damn. Like, I can invalidate a lot of shit that he does, and make him not be the GOAT. Like, so to me, his legacy is not messing with it. The problem is, he's so closely tied to LeBron, that's a problem for LeBron. It's almost like, yeah, LeBron is Superman, but then there's like, like, Steph is like Lex Luthor. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's the guy. He's the floor and flying the ointment. You know, So these he's are that- the LeBron fans, not really the Laker fans. No, that's it. Because that guy that Mike was talking to is not a true Laker fan. You have too many. If you was on this planet in 2008, you should have been already indoctrinated. You should have been already got it back. If you were a Laker fan from back in the day and you didn't know what it was to hate the Celtics, well, 2008, 2010 gave you a reminder of how it feels like to hate the Celtics. So that's only been 12 years ago. So if you don't know what it is to hate the Celtics, then obviously you haven't been around long enough to call yourself a real true Laker fan. So, So, yes.
1: I'd like to ask you a question really quick, and then we're going to get out of here. We'll finish with this really quick. Um, Do you believe Tatum has anything to do with that?
2: You
0: shouldn't. No, I I don't think so. I don't think. And it's like it's almost as slick. It's almost him being slick. And I hate to be that because I like the own lies he's doing. I love it. I, I, I think it's cool. But he's not getting the smoke that he's supposed to get yep. being a Celtic fan because he's saying paying too much homage to Kobe. It's almost got us like, oh, shit. Like, you know, he's he's, he's got Kobe. Co- oh, damn. Like, we we don't even know how to handle that. It's like we never dealt with this before. How do we have a Celtics really care about a Laker? Like, that don't matter. Like, that, like no. That's what I'm thinking. He's doing that. Not because he's doing it, because he's doing it for something. Oh, it's not, it's not subconscious. It's almost like when, remember when Rondo used to wear the the um the, the headbands, and remember he was wearing them backward, he was wearing them upside down. upside down. He was doing that just on purpose because he was dissing Jerry West. He was dissing the logo. That's that kind of pettiness I need. I need that. You see what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about when it comes to our rivalry. He understood the assignment. I need everybody else to go ahead and get on board. And, yes, Jason Tatum, nah, bro, I still see you. I don't want you to win at all. I don't give a damn if you love Kobe. I don't give a damn. You can't win a championship, bro, unless you come to Lake. Money, Mike.
2: Pat, I don't know about you, but I did not admit Larry Bird was good until he retired. Yeah. Didn't – never admit it. When he retired, I said, oh, he was a bad boy. But while he was there, never made <laughs> While well, he can hurt you. All right, everybody. This was great. Mike Andrade,
1: thank you so much for joining us. We've been, like I said, we've been waiting to do this for a long time. We're glad to finally get you back thank in you. the studio. We'll have you again soon. Appreciate That's it. That's yeah. for sure. Step Pat, thanks for joining us from your quarantine. And looks like a camper, so it looks like you're stuck somewhere having fun. Well,
0: uh, dude, I'm just, uh, and Doc Waller, man, it ain't that damn fun.
1: <laughs> All right. But thank you for joining us. Thank you for making the trip money. Mike, thank
2: you, my friend. No problem, man. We out. Hey, go warriors. You know, we, we going to get this and sit. I'm gonna get my money from, uh, uh, Fredo. You better do it. You better
1: do it. Thank you, Dwan. Thank you. Everybody who, uh, posted today. We have, uh, Tracy Sims. We had Christine O'Connell. We had our boy Fredo on there. Thank you so much. Fredo says Celtics and six. We'll see. We'll know yeah. very, very soon. Uh, uh we'll see. He says he's a Laker fan. We'll see, we'll see. All, All right, right, everybody. Thank you. We will see you next week as always, every Sunday, eight thirty PM Pacific. We'll be there. Thanks for joining us. Peace. We Let's out. go,
3: Lakers. Thank you.